Hello dear listeners and welcome to something of a mini episode of Parish Notices, an arts and media podcast. I am Sam Parish. it is a frankly gorgeous day here in London at the end of March, or it at least appears to be from my window because quarantine is now in full effect, uh, so I thought I'd just drop in with a quick review. Now, the film in question is The Invisible Man, written and directed by Lee Wanell. I had no plans on reviewing this film. I saw it at the tail end of cinemas remaining open in the face of the current pandemic, and I didn't see much point in reviewing something people wouldn't be able to watch. However, Universal Pictures have elected to release the film digitally on demand, so I thought I'd I'd give some airtime to a film I had a great time watching. The Invisible Man is a science fiction horror story starring Elizabeth Moss, Aldous Hodge, Storm Reed, Harriet Dyer, Michael Dorman, and Oliver Jackson Cohen. It follows the character of Cecilia, who escapes her wealthy and highly intelligent but abusive and controlling partner, and after his apparent subsequent suicide, she begins to believe she is being stalked by him. Now, I was initially drawn to this movie by, I suppose, what you would call its archaeology, the sort of history of how it came to be. Uh, For those who don't know, Universal Pictures were originally planning on spinning out their classic monster franchises, Frankenstein, Dracula, The Wolfman, etc., into a Marvel-esque cinematic universe. Now, the complete history of the proposed dark universe, including a project starring Johnny Depp as our titular unseen gentleman, could be a topic for an episode all of its own. But to summarise, its future hinged on the success of the 2017 Tom Cruise vehicle, The Mummy. And, uh, well, (laughs) I seem to have been the only person who saw that film. It was a box office bomb, and perhaps worse, it truly, truly sucked. Goodwill for the Dark Universe immediately evaporated, and so too did the upcoming project. From the ashes of that garbage fire, however, appears to have emerged a more sustainable plan going forward. The Invisible Man has passed into the hands of Blumhouse, a modern horror juggernaut with a relatively uneven output, from modern classics like Get Out through to tiresome startle fests like The Purge and Insidious. Now, this version was made on a comparative shoestring budget of $7 million. Uh, For comparison, The Mummy cost between $125 and $195 million, depending on who you ask. However, every penny of this is on screen. The visual effects for The Invisibility are all top-notch. I'm genuinely curious how some of these shots were accomplished. Although I will admit I was outraged that one of the uh, better shots from the trailer of the chair with nobody sitting in it, but uh, the outline of someone sitting in it didn't actually make it into the movie. I was cautiously optimistic for this movie, and uh, I should have known I was in for a treat from the opening titles where waves crashing against the rocks splash up and reveal the invisible letters of the titles. The movie leans hard into our knowledge of its premise. Wenell eschews light and shade in favour of focusing entirely on our knowledge of what's in the frame. The film is full of these long takes that 
pan across mundane environments that have you waiting for something to move, for a noise to portray position. It reminds me a lot of the first Friday the 13th movie, and it works brilliantly. My toes are curling just remembering those early, incredibly suspenseful sequences before Adrian reveals himself in earnest. I think the the updated premise of the story is excellent. Uh, the Invisible Man has always been a story that engages with gender and the dynamics of relationships, on screen at least, and the uncomfortably real details of the abuse that form the heart of the story give it a real emotional weight. It also actually contributes to the film's internal logic. What might come off as tropey and frustrating kind of makes sense here, because of course Adrian's prioritising frightening Cecilia, and by extension us, over killing her. He prioritises messing with her over attacking her because he's an abuser, and he wants her to question her reality. That being said, there's a few gaps in the logic that nagged at me after the fact, especially one of the late-game twists. I'm not big on plot-hole nitpicking, but it took me just a little out of the film. I was thinking about it rather than watching the film. The film might also lose a few people as it enters the climax. It becomes more of an action thriller, and while it retains its great visual style as an amazing long take towards the climax of the movie, it loses a little of its hard-earned suspense from early on. It sort of depends what you want overall out of the film. It's also worth saying that despite a lot of great performances, especially from the always great Elizabeth Moss, the performances can't quite paper over some very thin character writing. At points, the goodies are almost cartoonishly nice without ever having much substance, and while Cecilia is always satisfyingly smart, resourceful and courageous, the supporting cast always feel a little inconsistent and they sort of flip-flop between being relatively capable at points and being a little frustrating at others. The verdict overall, however, is that Invisible Man is a must for horror fans. It's fresh, relevant, and inventive with the simple premise of a man you can't see. If this is the future of the Universal Monsters, it's very bright indeed. If you're not as much of a horror fan, it might have less for you, but uh, it's not a particularly gory or, or startling or distasteful movie. Uh, so it could probably be more enjoyed as a suspense thriller, if that's your sort of thing. But yes, it's getting out of here with a hearty recommendation. The film is available now on Prime Video, Apple TV, and Google Play. I'd hate to see it suffer because it had to have its theatrical run cancelled only three weeks in. Alright, I'm going to wrap this one up as quickly as possible. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to follow us at Parish Podcast on Twitter to follow us on Spotify or leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, I really do hope that everyone is taking care of themselves in these trying times, and I am going to try and transition to uh, quarantine-friendly content, so I'll be back as soon as possible. Uh, and as I can't say at my customary sign-off, I'll simply say, I've been Sam Parrish. Take care. Be safe.